Welcome, everyone, to Back in My Day. This is the week of October 12th. This is, as I mentioned, back in my day, the podcast where some not-so-stereotypical millennials talk all things nerdy from our childhood in the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s, while also looking ahead. My name's David Petrangelo, and this week I'm joined by... Normally this is where someone like Michael, our power, will introduce himself, but... I'm actually joined by no one in particular this week. That's totally okay. Life gets in the way. Since it's been a couple weeks since we've had a chance to record a regular, quote-unquote, normal episode, adulthood sucks. It just sort of gets in the way, and it just we wanted to get something out here. So I thought I'd sit down for a smaller, bite-sized type episode and try something new. Now, I've had this idea in my head for a little bit and thought it might be a good chance to try it out this time around. Maybe a bi-weekly or potentially monthly taste of releases from our past. Now, this is a segment we do for many episodes and really was the crux and idea, main idea around this podcast overall. The Back in Our Day blank was released and then we talk about it. So we'll say Back in My Day Fight Club was released and then we'll have a discussion about it. Or Super Mario Brothers 2, which was just released the other day, was released and then we go and we jump off that as a point of discussion now we do also do this a lot on our social media pages uh on instagram and twitter as well at day back in so follow us there and let us know uh how we're doing and everything as well but i want to bring this to our podcast feed as well so let's give it a little shot and uh let me and let us know what you think of this it is going to be a little bit of a test run as well uh if it's successful enough it might be part of our regular routine and part of our podcast feed uh, like i said maybe bi-weekly maybe monthly we'll sort of see how things go now some of these games movies and tv releases that i'm going to mention and debuts we've talked about before so i'm also going to sprinkle in our past discussions as well so that you're not just hearing me ramble and ramble on for the next 15 to 20 minutes or so so we're going to get to that and then after i'll let you know some of the cool games that we have been playing over the last little while a couple to sprinkle in there it's been a heck of a september and october for things like games and movies so we'll also put that in there so without further ado here is back in my day Year is 1999. The system, the console, is the Nintendo 64. The date, October 12th. And you're fighting giant ants. Yes, on October 12th, 1999, Jet Force Gemini was released. The date, October 15th, 1997. One of the biggest sequels of the mid to late 90s in the arcade is Mortal Kombat 4. And in 1999, also on October 15th, one of my personal favorite movies is Fight Club. October 18th, 1985, we have probably one of, if not the biggest, video game console release ever. Arguably, it's got to be up there if it's not number one. 1985, October 18th, the Nintendo Entertainment System was released in North America with Super Mario and Duck Hunt as a bundle, if you got those games as well. Also, the other release with it, 
Now, this is unfortunately a device or peripheral that really didn't live past all the hype, but was super cool at the time, of course. And you can find him in the latest Smash Brothers release as well. Rob the Robot for the NES was also released. What will the future bring from Nintendo? More hits like Super Mario Brothers. Arcade hits like Kung Fu. Nintendo has the most video game hits. Hogan's Alley, Duck Hunt, and more like Baseball and Excite Bike. And you can play them only on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Now you're playing with power. Alongside with, of course, Super Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt, and Rob the Robot wow. <laughs> as oh, well. Did that come to North America? Yeah, Rob, but it was uh, like they had like one game for it. Okay. And yeah. So, so, um, so you're saying we were like a week old. <laughs> or I, yeah. I was seven days old. Wow. And, yeah. <laughs> so it's, I had a Nintendo. You, oh, you had the original yeah, one? I had the original. Oh, okay. I had yeah. Mario I never had Duck one, Hunt, but. That's the only two games I remember having. I might have had more. But I've been playing a lot of the Nintendo games on the Switch. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Oh, yeah. So what have you worked yourself or, or worked your way through? I've least? just played like a l- little bit of each one, and just like because they're so old and there's limitations that you know it's hard to to play, play them. Like some of them are pretty. Rough, yeah, yeah, some of them are pretty rough. Uh, but they do this really cool thing on Switch where it's like they'll have the game, then they'll have the special version of the game, which puts you like close to the end of the game. Oh, so, I didn't know they did yeah, that. Yeah, so you can play like Wait, what? Yeah, so you can play like Metroid, right? Yeah. And you'll start you'll start at the very beginning just like you would if you owned the game. Right. Then you'll have the Metroid special edition or special version they call it on the Switch, and then you'll play it. It'll start you like in the last last quarter of the game with all the weapons and all the gear and you can kind of test out the final bosses and stuff. Oh. So I, I didn't know you could yeah, do that. Yeah, so at just all. go look for the red like special version. Uh, oh. And they, they did it with a lot of the games. They did it with <laughs> Zelda. They did it with uh, Kirby. They did it with Metroid. And Longer, Kid Icarus and stuff. So games, you can yeah. like, instead of sitting there and working through the 20 hours sure. with the rough controls and stuff, sure. and you know how hard Nintendo games are. And Metroid's not easy, Yeah, too. you can just go to the special version, I think they call it, and then jump to the end of the game and try the end game out. That's a cool idea. Yeah. Oh, that is a good idea. Yeah, I mean, already... Good. It's cool that they have them and everything, mm-hmm. yeah. But I mean, anyways, it, it's something to 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 mention, obviously, because it's the first Nintendo, and it and it just basically kickstarted everything. I mean, it's it came right at the time, right at the right time. I and mean, when we've, I, I'm not sure if you've read it, Ian, but the Console Wars book, I'm getting to it. Yeah, yeah it has it has a tail end of this. It's mostly about the Genesis and the Super Nintendo, and 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 a little bit of PlayStation stuff in there as well. But like. It it starts off kind of around this time in the late '80s, how it's like right when the arcades were starting to crash. Right, this came in, and I think that is a lot of the reason why it skyrocketed so much. Like, yeah, well, it, you know, this came at in, least it helped. Or did this? Did home consoles create arcades to cat to crash? Was it well, I, the chicken I, before the egg? Yeah, I think it's. I think it was probably uh, half and half, really, because yeah. there was there was the. Um, I mean, citing the book that. There was a bit of a dip. I mean, maybe not crash, but then once this came along, basically this mm-hmm. and and the twenty six hundred came along. It was like, well, now you can you do this at go home. anymore. Yeah, you can go yeah, exactly. Home. So yeah. kind of, I guess it, you know what it did. It probably just solidified it. Is what it maybe. did. Yeah. Nail in the coffin sort it's of interesting. thing. Right? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You don't need to go out to the arcade anymore because you put a one time down payment. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, it, it's just like. I don't, I mean, it just is what it is now, right? Like, look at, like, this is just basically, I, Atari probably kicked it off and stuff, right? But it's the console that made me, like, fall in love with video games and turned me into, like, a lifelong gamer was Nintendo. And is it Super Mario 
and Duck Hunt that kind of those are the two games solidifies for everybody, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can vividly remember playing the first Mario. Like we talk about, yeah. you know, two and three and all that, but I still remember mm-hmm. the full run through of the the first game and the music yeah. and everything. And yeah, I mean, it's the fact that the so many of the so many of the great games that are out today are franchises that started from this Nintendo console. Yeah, I mean, it's it just kicked everything off, right? It's just um, it's insane how this is just like when you play, like when you Nintendo, play them, right? like, you realize like how was well, like badly designed a lot of them are, and what the next level that the Mario games were like, right? The creativity of I forget his name. Apologies to the creator, but <laughs> the the creativity and like the engineering and thinking totally different than everyone else to create those games is like mm-hmm. pretty crazy. Like it's it is like so much better using the same tools that everyone had. He created something so much better. Like the the hardware can only do so much, right? But all these games have such um, amazing tech use of that. What what we now see obviously is limited technology and like. I mean, the fact that they could make like a Zelda or a Metroid game, or even, I mean, even just Duck Hunt, like, yeah, like it, just cool. simple things like that is, is not, this is, this is the 80s. I still like, marvel at how Duck Hunt works with the whole gun yeah. flashing <laughs> against <laughs> the screen. How does that work? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty crazy. We used to, like, we played Duck Hunt in um, university. Like, we had an NES. We played Duck Hunt. It's fun. It's still fun. Yeah. I mean, it's, how does, like, how does it still work? It's yeah, such yeah. old. Sensor yeah. technology, so right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Now, briefly, I just want to tell you about a couple of the games that I have been playing, and uh, actually, one of our uh, co-hosts as well. <laughs> Michael R. Power uh, has also been playing uh, Tony Hawk 1 and 2, the remade, rebooted, remastered version of the game. Uh, We both picked it up uh, over the course of the last month or so since it came out. Um, Mike is more of a Tony Hawk master, I would say. He's uh, let me know, I'm speaking on his behalf here, but he's let me know that he uh, is absolutely loving it. And he actually sent me a screenshot saying that he 100%ed the first game. So... I mean, I've gotten about 50, 65-ish percent through, I think is what the game said last I played, um, and I'm already struggling. So, Mike, kudos to you, man. Um, but I think, suffice to say, I think I think both of us are really, really enjoying it. I think it's amazingly well done. The music has been updated. A lot of people have probably heard about just how beloved this series and especially the first and second Tony Hawk Pro Skater games are. And, uh, you know, for our generation in the in the mid to late 90s and early 2000s, I mean, these games were the sports games, I think. I think these really brought a skating culture into the our age group and really made things a lot more accessible. And I think uh, someone like Tony Hawk and the group of uh, guys and gals around games like this really started to boom with stuff like the X Games and all that really started to get very popular around the time. And a lot of it is thanks to these games. So growing up at these games and uh, now seeing how well they did with this remake is uh, is absolutely incredible. I would recommend anyone that liked these games back in the day to at least give them give this a look. See if it's something that is in your wheelhouse and you're still maybe into this, but it is a refreshing take on 
these games, it, it all the maps are the same. They just look a lot better. The game handles a lot better. The music is updated. The characters are updated. It looks great as well. They have built this from bottom to top and um, highly, highly recommended. I won't go on too long about it because at this point, I think a lot of people know what Tony Hawk Pro Skater is, but um, we're both having a really good time with it. And uh, I'm excited to actually see Mike uh, keep kicking my butt in the scores and <laughs> and how he progresses through the game. Um, despite not being so good at it, I'm still having a blast as well. Finally, I want to quickly mention uh, Hades as well. Now, this was a game that I chose as one of my top games from 2019, and at that point, it was still an early access. Here's me talking about it in our Games of the Year from an episode earlier in 2020. Nobody gets out of my domain, whether alive or dead. You wish to learn the hard way? Fine. Then go. Get out. Don't let me stop you. <laughs> Wasn't planning on it, Father. And it's a game um, that the same company, um, Supergiant Games, that made uh, Bastion and Transistor, which I really liked. And this is... You are uh, Hades... His, so it's like a roguelike. You're going through all these different levels, and you're trying to, <laughs> similar to After Party, you're trying to escape hell. <laughs> basically, <laughs> there's a theme to there's Dave's a theme games. to this. Oh, geez. <laughs> What's to say dark... about you, Dave? That you're, you're desperate to. <laughs> I'm escape trying to get hell. out of hell. <laughs> I live in hell. Um, it's it's an action game, and and you have a bunch of different abilities, and you have a bunch of different uh, weapons you can use. There's a spear. There's a sword. There's a shield. Uh, there's a bow and arrow. Um, and then there's one that's sort of like a gun or something, but this is a game that was in, uh, like sort of pre-release in late 2018. And I picked it up because I like this company's games. Like a, they're a decent sized indie developer, but, um, their games are, are pretty big. And this one officially released earlier this year, but literally every month they have an update. So they'll have a new character. They'll have a new weapon. They'll have a new story. They'll have a new level. You don't have to pay for any of that? No, it's all part oh, of it. Wow. And it was like, I think I got it for 25 or 30 bucks wow. or something like That's over good. a year ago. And I've played it on and on. Every month when there's an update, I'm like, okay, I'm going to play this this week. And I'll play it for a few hours. And then a couple of days later, a couple hours. So, um, and so they've been updating everything. And like, it's another one of those things where just like with Bastion, I, I can't remember if you played Bastion or not. Or, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like Xbox. how the guy sort of tells a story and stuff. This is very much about that too. Like all these characters. So they'll have like Zeus is a character, all the Greek gods and goddesses are characters. So you'll run into them and they'll give you like an ability as you get from level to level. And they'll sort of like explain to you why they want to help you get out of hell, even though you're trying to be held back. And they'll give you an ability that'll give you, I don't know, Poseidon will give you something where like you'll dash towards a character and the water will push right. enemies away. Something or relevant to their, whatever they're the god of. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And um, now I'm... I'm I'm blanking on the on the his in the in the game. He's sort of his younger cousin, but he's the one that's really fast. He's a Greek god that's super fast. Anyway, so he'll make you run faster, or or the level will be smaller so that you can get to the exit faster, or something like. There's all these little things that tie into what their abilities will be and stuff. And it's funny. It's got a good writing. It's very difficult. I've only gotten through like sixty percent of the game oh, still. Wow. It's so difficult, but I always want to do it because every time you go in. There's different enemies, there's different levels, things are laid out differently, you use different abilities for different reasons. Um, 
it's just a really, really fun game, and I'm going to keep playing it because they keep updating it. So there's right. no reason to not continue yeah, with it. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so they add more gods, basically, every time? They'll add more gods, it? and they'll add different uh, weapons, and they'll add different, like, add-ons. You have, like, but it's a, a one-player game, right? It's a one-player wow. game. That's cool. um, you can compare, like, scores if you have friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's on Epic Games. That's where I got it, and I think they're bringing it to consoles, but I don't know when or how. And I think now it's... I think it might now be on Steam, but if anyone hasn't played Hades yet, I highly, highly recommend it if you like... Um, roguelike games and uh the art style is super cool it kind of looks like um a cartoon mixed with like an art painting like a um sort of hand-drawn painting and stuff and everything so anyways he's cool yeah continued wow. continued to be towards the top of my list and i just yeah. like one of those ones that like oh yeah you just fell in love with basically. yeah and it, yeah. It, i i thought i would like it at the beginning and ever since i started playing it, it's been over a year now off and on it's almost. It's not a completely different Hasn't game. Hasn't left your playlist for no, a whole year. No, not at all. Sign of a good game. Not yeah. at all. Yeah, and it, they've changed enough of it that it feels like a, a new game. Mm-hmm. Even three oh, months wow. later, three it felt like later. a new game. Yeah. So my feelings on the game haven't drastically changed, but I will say overall, this game is now as polished, sharp, and close to perfection as you're going to get with any kind of rogue-like type of game super fast paced and everything that they've changed within the last i think it was about 10 months ago since we've talked about it maybe 11 i i can't even i can't even explain how much better the game is i mean it already was great but every little aspect that they have improved and have built upon is better and uh super giant games is just a master at having very polished products uh, their their early access for this game was extended for about a year to a year and a half, somewhere around that. And uh, since the 1.0 release, they've released a couple small patches, but this game was by far not broken at all when it released. And um, their hard work and dedication into the into making sure that this is a refined product really shows. And it's not going to be for everyone because it is a sort of a different type of roguelike. But I, I, I just, if you want story, you want amazing, amazing voice acting, and you want amazing art in this type of game, I mean, you cannot go wrong for the low price that this thing is as well. Um, I believe it's somewhere around the $30 range. Uh, I liked it so much for PC that I picked it up separately for Switch, which is where I have been playing it. And in an upcoming update, uh, if it's not out already, I should check. Actually, they're going to have cross-save as well, so I can save my files between the PC version that I bought a couple years ago and this one. So that's super exciting. But I've been playing it mostly handheld and on the Switch and just loving it. Um, Yeah, I, I really like the characters. The gameplay is just so finely tuned. You can just explore so many different options with the weapons and it's really hard to sort of explain in a very short period of time but it is a game that i highly 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 recommend to almost anyone Uh, i i honestly cannot say enough about it and uh the one thing i will say is that you kind of get like these you get that feeling that you're you're clenched you're holding the controller and you're sort of you're gripping on and you're getting the, the white knuckles and you're so close to making it and ah, you died or, Oh, I just beat that stage or that boss or whatever. This is the only time. And partially I think it's just due to the handheld shape and nature of the switch. But like, I'm pretty sure I got carpal tunnel in my thumbs playing this game. And I think a lot of it is just because how tense I am playing it. It's not easy, but it's also not insanely difficult either, but it's just, I've, I don't think I've ever actually experienced that in a game. Um, I'm going to blame it on my, chubby hands and the somewhat awkwardness of the uh, switch handheld 
But uh, I do think that you will experience some version of white knuckle experience when playing this game. Um, but it's highly, highly recommended. That's Hades. I picked it up for Switch. It's available for that and a whole other uh, bunch of platforms at the moment. Uh, just take a look at it, see if it's if it's your jam. But I do know that if you like roguelikes uh, and story within them, especially, and an amazing, amazing art style, amazing writing, and just really, really fun takes on Greek gods, this is something that you will enjoy. So that's that's the latest. Uh, thank you for for being along the journey of this. Um, it's a lot of rambling. I, I apologize, but uh, thanks for being along this journey of this. Uh, I guess. A new type of episode that uh, we might try and do from time to time when we get the chance. Life gets in the way, as I said earlier. So um, we're just trying to keep everybody updated as much as we can and uh, get episodes out there. So let us know what you thought about all this. Let us know uh, what you're playing right now, new, old, whatever. And um, I will let you know that we are doing um, Extra Life Game Day. Now, this is Extra Life is uh, part of a charity that will raise funds for sick children's hospitals around North America. Now, for us in Toronto, it's uh, the it's Sick Kids Hospital. That is just the, the, the one that uh, we chose to uh, put our funds towards, and we are uh, getting donations. Um, you can find our team, which you can join and sort of ma- raise money on your own, and then our team collectively can raise money. But uh, you can just donate to our page as well, or you can just donate not on our page. Either way, it's going to the same place, and it's all for a great cause. Uh, children's hospitals, especially in a year like 2020, definitely need the extra help. And uh, Sick Kids is in one of those stages where they're actually making a very big expansion on their hospital and doing a lot of really great work. I walk by it almost every day when I went to and from work it's down the street from where i where i work and um it's just just the people that work there the work that they're doing is so important and extra life game day is now scheduled for november 7th we will be playing some games that day but our 24-hour stream will be the following saturday so we are going to be telling you a little bit more about that keep an eye on our social media pages at day back in uh, on twitter and instagram all about it but our page is open. If you want to donate, you want to join our team and and uh, raise money yourself. All the money, 100% goes to the hospitals and to Extra Life and uh, the, the network of hospitals that they support. So just another heads up about that. We will keep everybody posted on our social media pages as well. And anything you can give, a dollar, a penny, whatever it might be, is obviously helpful and obviously an amazing thing. So thank you in advance for that. Thank you everyone for listening. And we will see you next time on Back in My Day.